Hey, everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 409. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Digiron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. Hold on one second. Um, they, I think that's the right one. There we go. For those of you who don't use OBS, I have like different scenes set up based on how many people are on the stri- uh, on Skype. So I end up grabbing the ro- clicking on the wrong one that threw everything out of utter whack. So here we are in our misshapen, uh, glorious beauty. So, you know, yes. And yes, that is a Dorito emoji. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Ugh. I'll take that as a yes. Okay, but Cooler Ranch is my fave. Mm. Support me in the chat with a thumbs up if you love Cooler Ranch better than regular Doritos flavor. I kind of like the uh, chili cheese myself. Huh, that's odd. Alright, behave. There we go. For some reason there we go. Some reason my my little um uh, my little uh Twitch console over here wasn't paying attention wasn't doing what it's supposed to do, so you know. And as you can see behind me, uh the place is still a bit of a mess. That'll change. We're, st- we're still getting about twenty seconds per frame. I know, that's the odd thing. Um I don't know why it's skipping frames. I, I, you know, I actually rebooted like right before the chat, and last night I did update the drivers. So maybe it's a setting on my machine. I might have to set the video settings back to default at, for next week's show and see what happens. Play with the latency a little bit, yeah. I, I haven't even messed with the latency, so it's the same as always. I have to set for low latency because I got four webcams running at once. So actually, you know what I'm going to do. I am going to do what they say to Loki on OLR when there is issues. Uh, turn off the torrents. So, yeah. I think I might have gotten a little trigger happy. So there we go. Uh, and Theo X seventy five in our chat room is like he's working from home, raking in the dough. Well, hey, well you can get up at seven o'clock, have coffee at seven fifteen, eat at seven thirty, and open the door at seven forty five. <laughs> That's what's up. And I think I also, you know, adjusted the out, pushing the output stream for 1080p. So that could be also it. So we'll see what happens. That might just be it. I mean, well, it is what it is. Because I just noticed that my webcam's a little choppy. So, you know, and I will deal with it. I will probably set the, the, the output settings back to the default settings the way I had it before. So it won't be so bad. I mean, besides, I don't think um, people need to see us in glorious 1080p, let alone 4K, you know, so. But that's how it goes. All right. So, you know, enough about that. Um, Go around the room here. How was your week? How was your day? Ari. Oh, boy. Just just keep it as positive as you possibly can, man. Yeah, that that ain't happening. (laughs) Well, then skip it and be like, uh, my week sucked. Let's move on. 
All right. Yeah, that, that's probably the best way to say it then. It yeah, definitely. Sucked, and I really don't want to talk about it. Well, then let's go, you know. Hey, it is what it is. We, we've all had those rough days, so, you know. Oh, okay. Mako, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, week was definitely interesting. Um, ended up going to Pride this past weekend. Hey. Uh, then work. And, uh, yeah, um, very weird, but I ended up getting some, uh, things in the mail, so I'm kind of happy about that. Well, that's good. It's always good to have, get stuff in the mail, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also nothing like on the fly, um, out Twitch editing either. <laughs> Uh, Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Ah, okay, sorry. Using a, a keyboard that I need to put back into practice. Um, good. It was good. Uh, I basically, what did I do? Celebrated, um, like a multiple birthday, birthday party. Then I uh, came home and have been working. Oh, I went to see John Wick 3, which was super Ooh. fun and super awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. It made me love Keanu Reeves even more. Um, and then also, uh, got my computer looked at by my awesome friend Moop, um, because my HDD went out and that was super fun. Um, because so it was my new computer to me. I, I am an adopter of old technology. So old laptops, old stuff, it comes to me and it lives its little life until it dies completely. So for those of you who know me, I am kind of like an old lady with computers, but I can do my own computer stuff to a point. Mm-hmm. I don't like to get into like their intestines and their organs and stuff like back into the coding and things like that. But you know, hardware, you know, general registry stuff I can play with. Otherwise I just like to leave them alone. So I thank all of my tech savvy friends and you guys out there who are tech savvy. Um, yeah, in general, that was my week. I panicked because I thought that I lost a computer and it was bad. And then I fixed my old computer and figured out that it just needed a new battery. So Got a new battery for my tablet and fixed the registry error that was in there that was locking me out of my user profile. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, just getting ready and ramped up for Otakon coming up and um, uh, Fairfax Comic Con at the end of this month. So if you're going to be in the DC area, definitely hit me up. I will be vending there. So I will have some cool stuff. Well, that's Jesus. good. Now, was this the computer that, uh, that I got you that was giving you issues or was it a different one? No, it was a different one. It was another one that I inherited from uh, my friend Moop, and that's why he came to fix it, because he knew it, uh, like, better than I did, and I had figured out that it was a hardware issue. I'd gone through and done all the stuff I could as a a human and figured out it was a hardware issue, so thankfully I had some backup pieces and parts, and we were able to fix her until she gets, like, uh, like, uh, until I get a photo shoot... uh, the Adobe Photo, the Adobe Suite back, so I can do more video editing. Because for those of you who don't know, I was out in Japan uh, late March, early April, and I did put up a uh, pancake teaser video <laughs> of the trip. So you could definitely go and check out my YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's on my Strawberry Paper Doll channel, and I did a video about uh, the pancakes that we ate in Harajuku on the first morning, and they were that we were there. So you can go and enjoy that video. Awesome. Okay. 
Um, I might be able to get you the Adobe Suite. I got I got it around here somewhere. So if I find it, I'll send it along. And as no problem, no problem. He's gonna cloud it to me later if nothing else. So it's all good. If nothing else, I'll download DaVinci to hold me over in the meantime. So it's all good. And as Theo X seventy five says in our chat room, old laptops need an SSD and they run like champs. They do, but the chipsets on them just kind of make them lag. But hey, it's better than nothing. Right? It is an SSD. We did switch it. It was initially an SSD, and then we switched it to another SSD that I had. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, it was that the original SD SSD, the solid state drive, had had just died. Gotcha. Just the computer, just the Lenovo, apparently, just that particular HD drive, just. Just mm, did not like, did not like. It was a nope. It was a nope. It was a tartar sauce, grumpy cat kind of moment for that one. Was, yeah, we were having an issue like that at work. But, um, and I forgot to do our little intro, so I'll do it real quick during our weekend day. Just so you know, we are live tonight, the week of June 4th, 2019, here on Twitch TV. And we are live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Also, Twitch TV slash VOG Network. We're graciously hosted by them. We're a proud VOG Network affiliated podcast. Um, you can also, because that, you can also find us at live.vognetwork.com. You can watch us there. And we're also on, find us on Discord at vognetwork.com slash Discord as well. So my weekend day was pretty good for the most part. Um, I got some photo editing done, but right now I'm dealing with the issue with my website where I, for some reason, it will not let me upload a crap load of photos. So... And it's saying there are error messages, so I'm probably going to go back and re-render those photos and try it again. Because some, some of those photos went up fine, and others not so much. So, might have been one of those times while it was while I was, like, processing photos, audition. I mean, Lightroom might have crashed, so I'll double-check that later. Because so. the thing is, with photo editing software, it'll look fine, you know, in the when you look at it through the software, but when you upload it, eh, not so much. Um, I end up doing some tinkering around the house. Mostly, I bought a new for kitchen faucet, so now, with a sprayer, so now I don't have to use as much water, and, you know, and everything is fine with that. I picked up, I picked up another game, Neo, N-I-O-H. It should arrive tomorrow, so it seems fun, and I have to start my Yakuza Zero game all over because I forgot to save and I was like two and a half hours in and what happened was Monday there was a power outage so I, I, I kind of like telling this story so so th this is what happened I get up around 615 now if you notice there's like a, a reflection above my skull I have a smart light up there to kind of illuminate the apartment while we're going live so, but it's set to be on at all times, ex except on a schedule. So it's only on while we're while we're doing the show. So it woke me up at six fifteen. I turned the light off, turned on my computer, and I went back to bed. What had happened was my backup alarms didn't go off, and I woke up at eight fifteen, and I'm rushing to work. Now, as I'm going to work, going up to the train station. A lot of the stores around here were closed, so I was like, so it had to be a brownout or something like that. So I'm just like, well, shit, you know. So when I get onto the, before I get on the platform, right by the stairs, there's like a little 
time clock that tells you what time is the next train and so forth. That wasn't even working. Now, from once I'm on the train to work, it takes me about 45, 50 minutes to, to get to work. So I, you know, as a triple strap hanger, I go to sleep. I wake up around 9.15, and it's like we're still in Brooklyn. What the hell? Evidently, there was some train delays along the tracks, along the lines, because of this brownout. And I didn't get to work till 9.45, give or take. And I also found out I wasn't the only person getting in late because of because of that. So, just like, Christ on a stick, you know? I take it the MTA doesn't do that thing where if there's major delays with the train, they hand out little passes to, no. uh, to riders to say, hey, this person was late because we fucked up. Yes and no. What you do is, if you remember the train car that you're on, you go to the website and you can request a late a late notification form. You tell them the train line you were on, what direction you were going, and the train and the train car, and they cross reference it to their system to see where that train was. Now, if at nine fifteen, it's supposed to be at this stop, but it was at another stop, and it sees what's going what's going on then you know it's a little chaos and so forth and you send and you send in a ticket so you send that in and they send you a um a late notice to give to your boss and the thing is i don't think everybody knows that the mta does it but they can do it you know um looks like the video is ha- people are having some issues on on the stream with the video so this is what i'm going to do I'm going to shut the stream down, readjust the video settings, and then come right back. So please, don't go anywhere. All right, so everything should be back to the way it was. Um, Hey, look at that. So I, I I turned down the settings for more of a balance... So we should be good. I think I have to get a, a newer uh, video card, something that I probably need something with eight with eight gigs of RAM, memory on it. So I think that's gonna work out a lot better. <laughs> then again, I think this video card is about is about a year old. So now that we got that snafu out of the way, let, let, let's get let, let's keep let's keep the show rolling. We've derailed once. Let's let's get let's get back up here. Um, housekeeping news. Um, we're doing our shows every Tuesdays at nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, now it'd be nice if there we go. Something's up with the browser on on on, on my tablet over here, so I have to deal with that later. So. Uh, we're live on Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't see any, uh, I don't see us taking time off anytime soon. Things are still going good, still going strong, so we all right. So, um, in the event we will be taking off, trust me, y'all know at least a couple of weeks in advance. So, yeah. Um, that basically is it. Um, our next convention will be BronyCon, so you know we're gonna go out with a with a bang on that. So I'm looking forward to it. The fact I only have like, the fact I only have like one or two cosplays for that convention, so I'm good. Yeah, I I need to get an entire new cost for I actually Twilight. I actually thought about 
getting the ladies at Starlet Creations to mod my Luigi Boo Busters for Mare Busters or something like that. But I realized there's no way I, it will be done in time, so I'm not even worrying about it. But I might bring it just because and go as Luigi. We'll see. Be, it'll be kind of fun. I don't know. Just get, like, green ears. Yeah. And then you could actually be Pony Luigi. Yeah, be Pony Luigi. <laughs> that could work. <laughs> okay, um, the next part of our show is Weekly Nerd Swag. So every week we talk about um, cool stuff that we have. So it virtually was about uh, weekly cool shirts, so we kind of expanded to other cool stuff. So this week, uh, for my for my weekly nerd swag is this awesome Ronma one half shirt. And I forgot who got it for me. I might have bought this one myself. Basically if you think look, that's one of mine. Oh it is? Okay. I thought you I thought you only got me the 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 Super Famicom shirt, so No, basically anytime it's close to your birthday or Christmas and you post something like that, I get it for you. Okay. <laughs> So as you otherwise, see, otherwise I just get you, you know, boring crap. So anywho, th on this shirt, if you can't tell, let me get up a little bit and show you. It shows um, Ranma, Pichon, and Genma Panda soaking wet, except Ranma is under a uh, umbrella, which kind of looks like Ryoga's, and he's laughing about it. Now, the reason why I'm wearing that sh this shirt is because I think last week somebody, one of my Facebook friends, tagged me in an image of this for the shirt. And I went looking for it. It was on an international site. So I tracked it down to an American uh, t-shirt seller. And I'm sitting there looking at it like, I think I actually have this shirt. And lo and behold, I do. I went digging for it because... Um, Sunday, I was hanging out with my sister, and we decided to cook out, and it decided to thunderstorm on top of that, but the thunderstorm was only about 10, 15 minutes, so, and half the fun was me, my sister, my brother-in-law, and my friend Lisa helping my niece with her homework, and it's like, it's like right out of a comedy. You got four grown adults that came to help a, a third grader with, with her English assignment. <laughs> But, you know, that's my weekly nerd shirt, my weekly nerd swag. Okay. How about you there, Mako-chan? Um, so my plushie for this week is Lum. Aw. Yeah, I got my final shipment. Uh, my friend in Japan is coming home and is no longer, you know, shopping for others. She's just shopping for herself. Um, so this is one of the last things that she picked up for me. Um, so I had to show her off. This is one of the original anime waifus. Mm -hmm. Um, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, probably, probably one of the first uh, series I ended up watching. Um, due to one of the on sci-fi constantly oh, one yeah. summer. The second movie, uh, Beautiful yeah, Dreamer. Yeah, Beautiful Dreamer. So 
I really, really enjoyed that movie and kind of became obsessed. That's not good. <laughs> okay, uh, Ari, what's your weekly nerd swag? Um, I have with me a gift I was given at Christmas a while ago. It is uh, the Argon Trail uh, trading uh, card game expansion Hunt for Food. Hmm. And uh, I don't have the uh, the base game for it, but this is still uh, you know designed to be played alone, as it says. Oh, I, I, that is cool. I haven't gotten to play it yet because uh, you know we, we haven't had a proper game night in a while. Like some of the stuff is still uh, you know, in its original. What do you call that? You know, cardboard, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you have things like, uh, you know, tells you how much you hunt, how much. You know, but uh, you know, you always, you always get the, uh, you can only carry a hundred pounds of meat back to your wagon. Because, I don't, I don't know about you playing Oregon Trail back in the day, but we always just saw all the buffalo on screen and sh- tried to uh, shoot them all at once. <laughs> like, you have like, you have killed like. 1,800 pounds, like, pounds of meat, but you can only bring 100 back to your wagon. And, uh... I loved Oregon Trail as a kid. They've got a zombie one now, if you haven't played through that, and that's a super fun one, too. They've got one, I think these are coasters? Yeah. just slabs of cardboard. But, uh, 5884. Was that the date? Was that the, uh, release date of Oregon Trail, or, uh... Might have been. Anyway, I have to, you know, go through this and hopefully we'll get a proper game night going and I might bring this. That reminds me, I'm actually um, looking at, thinking about picking up a, um, a Uno de, Uno cards, you know, for Saturday because it's my niece's birthday. So when all the adult, when the parties of the adults are chill in the backyard with the vino and play some Uno. I always forget it's this weekend. Yeah. So what about you, Ichigo? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really have too much nerd swag. I am wearing a dress that I made, though. And, yeah, it, I, it, I do J-Fashion. Ichigo, so. that's, that's nerd swag right there. <laughs> but, yeah, so I do J-Fashion stuff. And, uh, yeah, so it has... Hey, uh, I guess for all my friends out there who love wearing this kind of stuff, it has pockets. <gasps> Pockets. Pockets. And they're deep pockets, too. They're like pockets of holding. I can have a snack, a water bottle, my wallet, my phone. <laughs> awesome. You, you know, dress pockets are awesome. Pockets. But yeah. It probably, so, probably, um, probably have and like it's a, got strawberries on it. So Plus, you probably have like a non-millimeter in there somewhere. Just be careful. <laughs> this Lolita is packing heat. I'm packing heat, y'all. But my I'm not a sweaty petty, so ha. Um, Yeah. Okay. All right. Let, let's move on. Um, I... I, I I want to cover this real quick. Um, if you've noticed, uh, we've made some slight changes to our layout. Uh, we have the uh, Pride flag up in the corner there because June is Pride Month. And I just want to say to everybody, happy Pride Month. So be you, live your life, be happy. That, that's all I want to say. So, Okay. 
if you want me to say anything else on there, if you're on my personal Facebook, I've already said my I've already said an extra stuff, so that's that. You know. But you know, let's move on and let's talk um anime, let's talk some games, let's talk some cool stuff. Uh Ari, tell us about Detective Pikachu on the Switch. Uh it's let's do it. I don't know. Uh, the Pokemon Company announced on Wednesday that Creatures Detective Pikachu game will be released on Nintendo Switch with a new ending. The announcement did not specify the date, or if it'll be an entirely new game, or an updated version of the original game. The announcement did indicate the Switch game's ending will be different from the ending in Warner Brothers and Legendary Entertainment's live-action Pokemon Detective Pikachu film. Yes, because you don't want it to be that t- that um, predictable. I haven't seen it yet, so... It's a great film. Oh, I know. The, I don't, I don't... the huh? film ends, or the film gives you the definitive ending that the game, that the original game did not. Okay. The original game hinted at what the film actually did. I'll just say that. Mm. <clears throat> and uh, let's see, the game shipped for the Nintendo 3S in Japan 2016 and launched in the West in March 2018. And, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I still have to see it. I might want to pick up the Detective Pikachu game sometime, but, you know, money's tight, so. Uh, well, I, you probably know someone that has the game. I might borrow it from them or something like that. I don't know. That's what I do. Yeah, but nobody I know has a game around me, so. Oh, well. You can borrow it from me the next time to you. Gotcha. I think I've played maybe a half hour of it. Hmm. So, <laughs> I've just never gone back. I can't listen to it with sound on. I absolutely do not enjoy fake Danny DeVito. <laughs> Granted, I don't think I would enjoy real Danny DeVito. Oh, you don't want to hear Pikachu shouting, I'm the trash man! <laughs> I eat garbage. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> uh, I, I just like how in the article it said they had to make a correction that Warner Brothers was distributing the film, not Universal Pictures. Because if it was Universal Pictures, I probably would have gotten free. I probably would have. They probably would have been giving out free passes at work to the film. I've been like, one please. I guess I would have shown up as Brock. All right, enough about that. Um, let's see what's up on the docket. Ichigo, Sarah Miyu. So yeah, unfortunately, the uh, new Sailor Moon stage musical is going to be delayed until 2020. Um, so for those of you who are big Sarah Miyu fans, the official website revealed on Wednesday that the new stage musical for the franchise, originally planned to debut in summer 2019, has been delayed until summer 2020. One year. The announcement also revealed that the musical's title as Kaguya Hime no Koibito, uh, which shares the same title as the short manga that was an adaptation of Sailor Moon S, the movie anime. Um, they, it's that's that's the title. So they've revealed that. Mm. The recent Sailor Moon series of musicals began with Bishojo Senshi Sailor Moon La Reconquista, which I cosplayed from, so that's super cool. In 2013, to celebrate the manga's 20th anniversary and the fourth of the stage musicals, Bishojo Senshi Sailor Moon Le Mouvement 
final or final ran in Japan from September to October 2017. The musical's uh, final performance, recorded on October 1st, 2017 in Osaka, screened in theaters in the United States in March uh, 2018, and also screened in Canada as well. Uh, the franchise also received a new stage musical starring members of the Nogizaka 46 Idol group. The musical ran at the Tenozu Galaxy Theater in Tokyo in June uh, 2018 and at TBS Akasaka Act Theater in Tokyo last September. The franchise, uh, though, the Sailor Moon Super Live stage performance show had a preview run at was it AIIA 2.5 Theater Tokyo last August and September before having a performance at the Palace des Congrès de Paris last November as part of the uh, Japonism's uh, 2018 event in Paris, France, and the show had a United States run in March. So yeah, unfortunately it's being delayed, but hopefully that will give them time to make the show super awesome, especially with musicals or big mm -hmm. stage live performances. Some things happen and unfortunate, but hopefully it allows them to make for a great show. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'm not surprised it was delayed. I expect them to say, you know, coming 2020, not delayed 2020. But um, I do wonder if we will see a, a stage adaptation of the Sailor Moon R and Supers films. That would be kind of mm. cool. Even though it was just basically anime only. Or maybe an adaptation of the special Amy's First Love, you know? That would be fun. Yeah. Oh, that's right. A lot of people forget about that one. Well, yeah. I remember it. I think I, I think I had a fan sub copy of that floating around somewhere for a while. I think I saw a fan dub of it. I'm not too keen on fan dubs because I'm not trying to hate, but it just seems like a lot of fan dubs had that air of, oh, we could do it better than actual voice actors and actresses. Have fun with it. Well, me. I didn't know about it to begin with, so... I didn't know what to think. Mm. I do know I was p cast as part of a fan dubbing of PGSM and I for Artemis, but that never got off the ground. That's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Side note, if I get to this next article, sometimes I wonder if y'all can hear some of the odd noises and stuff that comes from my area because... There was something going on upstairs on the floor, so... Yeah, I heard it, but oddly enough, it sounded like it was coming down around my feet. Well, like in the wall or something. Well, they were upstairs, so, you know. And what's interesting is that you heard it, but it's not picked up by the, by the, by um, audition, so... That's a blessing in disguise, if you ask me. But just to be on the safe side, I'm actually going to tag, like, that location so I know to take a look and just make sure, you know, nothing. there was nothing bad on that. But it's not like I could do anything, so, you know, it, it's good. It's good. All right, if I can just get this thing to tag. Perfect. There we go. All right, so our next topic is Love Live and Muse. It looks like the original the original idol swag group uh, Muse is reuniting for Love Life Fest in January. 
It was revealed on last Thursday that the members of the Idol unit will reunite at the uh, Saitama Super Arena. And the event itself will be held there from eight, from January 18th to the 19th of 2020. Will, you'll see Aquars, Saint Snow, the Nijigasaki Niji Academy's Idol Appreciation Club that appeared during the presentation, as well as Muse on top of that. Um, on the anime's official website, they, they start streaming a promo video for the ninth anniversary of Love Live and a video of the presentation that was streamed live, which was really awesome. I did not get a chance to watch it because I was at work, but, you know, a lot of my friends were really excited and just emotional over it because there are various animes we watch and we have, like, an attachment to, so when they bring something out about or celebrate it, you know, it, it just kind of... It hits close to home for some people, and that's really awesome. Now, the thing is, this January event will mark the reunion of Muse members after their last um, concert about four years ago. Actually, three years, nine months ago. Now, here's the thing. Tickets for the festival goes like this. Tickets to apply for the festival's advanced ticket lottery will bundle with three upcoming home video releases of the franchise. So, good luck with that. Now, as I said, Muse held their final love live at the Tokyo Dome on March 31st and April 1st of 2016. The final single called Moment, Moment Ring, it earned a golden disc certificate from the Japanese RIAA after selling 113,278 copies in two weeks in March alone, which is awesome. Now, the thing is, the contracts of the voice actresses in the unit expired at the end of March of that year, but group member Imi Nita stated that at the time that Muse's final Love Life concert would only be the final concert with just Muse as a whole and by themselves without musical acts. She indicated the concerts did not mark the group's breakup. Group member Sora Tokui added that the Muse's final Love Life concerts was planned as a culmination of their work. The Muse Idol group was the eighth best-selling musical act in Japan in 2015. I will flip if at this event they announce a new album. I will scream. And Starlet Creation says they were plotting with a friend because one of them will sell a kidney to go. Um, I'd probably be with y'all selling a kidney as well, maybe, something like that. Do a bait and switch so I can keep my kidney and keep the money and run. <laughs> Well, it, does it have to be your kidney specifically? This, that's true. That's true. Because you can always just, you know, jack somebody else, gank their kidney, leave them in a bathtub full of ice, and sell that to get the ticket. True. Are you telling him to, like, Charlie and the Unicorn, like, someone? Because, like, Candy Mountain, like, what? No. And follow up with, did I say my kidney? That's also true. Just because somebody says they're going to sell a kidney, we should not assume it's their own. Like, I sold blood to get this. Whose blood? I don't know, some guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Moving right along. Mako, it's your fandom on stage. Live. Well, sort of live. Sort of live. Yes. Uh, Okie dokie. Uh, 
um, they have been, you know, years doing a Studio Ghibli Fest where theaters around the United States will end up playing the movies. Well, for this year, uh, from on July 1st and 2nd, Whisper of the Heart will be in theaters. The screenings are also going to come with a, spe a special intro by Steven Universe creator Rebecca Sugar, who is a longtime fan of anime and Studio Ghibli. So G-Kids shared a quote from uh, the character Nishi on its Twitter account that says, uh, that sounds like it'd fit right in with the Steven Universe series. Marco? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. We can hear you. What happened? Oh, okay. I, I didn't know because my lamp just died. So I didn't know if that was just my lamp or everything over here. Did your cat knock it over? Uh, no, just the light died. Okay. Okay. Um, so the quote goes, when you first became an artist, you are like that rock. You're in a raw and natural state with hidden gems inside. You have to dig down. You have to dig deep down and find the emeralds tucked away inside of you. Uh, Sugar commented on the announcement on Twitter where she called Whisper of the Heart her absolute favorite movie. Um, and she's very honored to have a chance to actually speak out about it. She made no secret of her fondness for the studio and its associated creators in the past. In a 2013 interview, uh, she spoke about Miyazaki's Future Boy Conan was an inspiration for the setting of the show Steven Universe. Hmm. But, I mean, if you watch Steven Universe, you can see so many nods to various, you know, just anime in general and old Cartoon Network things that she'd worked on. So, I mean... I, I'm not surprised that she's a complete nerd like that. <laughs> That's pretty cool, you know. That, it's like that opportunity, like, you love the anime, so, that title so much. Like, we want you to be a part of it. What? All right, um... Going from Japan to France, Ari, what's up with uh, Akira Toriyama? Uh, he's been knighted in France. <clears throat> uh, the French governor conferred the Chevalier de l'Ordre des Arts et des Lettres. I butchered that so bad. A uh, Knight of the Order of Arts and Letters, dec a decoration to Dragon Ball creator Akira Toriyama during a ceremony on May 30th at the French Embassy in Japan. He's a private person that rarely appears in public. He did not attend the ceremony, and instead his publisher, Akio Yoku, was awarded the medal in his place. The fuck, dude? <clears throat> he apologized for the absence of Toriyama, said he is always very grateful to his French fans who have appreciated his work since the days, early days of his career. Unfortunately, Mr. Toriyama almost never attends ceremonies, and so I'll have the honor of receiving this award in his place. He instructed me to tell you how honored he is to receive this award from your country. Um, the fuck, dude? What? I'm just saying that, uh, 
that he, he got this really nice award from a, another government, and he's just like, no shows it. Well, maybe you have prior commitments, you know? Uh, as far as, like, the manga artists and stuff like that, though, Ari, I don't know if you're, like, privy to a lot of that stuff, but they tend to not deal with people. Like, Rumiko Takahashi, she doesn't do public appearances. The guy who used to, I guess he still writes Kenshin, he didn't do public appearances. And a lot of that was one, they don't deal with the people a lot of the time. Um, and two, they have a lot of deadlines and things like that that make them incapable of keeping up appearances like that. And considering a lot of governments in different countries have dealt, as long as you do it the right way, and as long as like he sent his publisher, it's that's the proper way to go about it as a business person. Um, I mean, it it it's it it seems weird to us because if we were knighted, of course, yeah, we'd be you know we'd be there immediately. But a lot of artists and stuff like that, because of the way that they work and and how they deal with the public, a lot of them don't go to these award ceremonies and instead go and have an auditor or a an agent or a representative. Also, Trust me, if I got knighted, I would be calling myself self Sir Ari on every single broadcast <laughs> I'm in. It would be like that one meme where I, I, I forget who it is. It might be, I don't think it's Bill Murray where he, the dude's all dressed up fancy and he walks out and he's shaking the hands and, you know, kissing the hands, stuff like that. There is a meme of that. I keep forgetting who it is in that meme. It's something like that. But yeah, a lot of a lot of artists, famous artists, especially manga uh, creators and writers and stuff, they don't they don't they don't go out and meet their public. I mean, it it's very rare for them to do so. And as Actef says, our chat room at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, the Knights of the Con Table. <laughs> I, 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 I can get with that, you know. And we can see Lum again. Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> and who is that lurking in the background? Hmm? I think who is that lurking in the background? I think we, see a, I think we see a portion of Damien. Nobody. Oh. Nobody. I thought you're, that was your cat. I just realized your yay reminds me of, of, of Fluttershy's yay when um, Rainbow Dash is trying to make us go, say it louder. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's a cross between Fluttershy and Mandy from Grim Adventures. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded a little weird. <laughs> Yay. Now, this is cool. Now, I've always wanted to wear my geekdom on, on, a on my sleeve, you know, in a way where it, it's noticeable, but at the same time, not so much. Uh, Subtle about it? Yeah, I mean, at work, I could wear like a lot of my geek shirts and stuff, and I know there wouldn't be a problem with the bulk of them. Then there are some that are like kind of questionable, but still, I'm I'd rather not. Even though I have my own uh, throw that like dress down Friday, I mean, if I could wear like a collared shirt or a polo shirt that has something geeky on it, I'd totally be cool with that. But Something like this, if the price is right, I will gladly buy a few shirts and just wear them to work every day. Now, we talked about this sometime back about the Pokemon company uh, joining forces with another company to create Pokemon-based shirts based on the, the original 151. And it looks like it is coming 
to the States, maybe? Hopefully, yeah. It seems that recently the Pokemon Company did announce that these custom-designed shirts that do feature the original 151 will be available in Asia, the United States, and Europe. We just don't know when. Now, the shirts are made by a company called Original Stitch. And what is cool is that this company allows the customers to choose the design of the shirt they are purchasing. And now, when they made this up, when they announced this press conference, every speaker there was wearing a custom Pokemon shirt. Now, that's kind of cool. Hopefully, in the next few weeks during this summer, we'll find out more information about how we can obtain these cool Pokemon colored shirts. ActDef says, the shirts look amazing. I need a Vulpix and a Ninetales. TheoX75 says, Pokemon shirts. I'll be getting my Magikarp shirt. Okay. Uh, let's ask real quick. All right. Ari. Mm -hmm. If you had to pick out uh, one Pokemon, who would it be on a shirt? Which one would it be on a shirt? From the original 151 yes. or just in general? The original 151. The original, yeah, for a collared shirt. I'd get, probably go with Flareon. All right. Mako-chan. The original 151? Yep, mm -hmm. original 151. Then Mew. Okay. Ichigo said hers in the chat, but you mind... Gengar and Clefairy, Fairy and Ghost type. That's me. Me? I would probably get, go with... um. Squirtle. So basic. I, look, if I want to play, if I want to play to my character, um, uh, you get an Onyx. Say what? You would get an Onyx. There you go. You have an Onyx. Onyx or Geodude? Geodude. I was yeah. thinking of Geodude, but you know. Technically, you could also go with Vulpix. True. Mm-hmm. Horseplay acts. What do these shirts look like? Um, I'm going to go and. It's a regular button-down shirt, and then most of them have tiny of the Pokemon throughout the entire shirt. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's not very bold prints. It's not something you know necessarily be able to pick out way, but. It's got that subtle print and brings just a little bit of into your everyday, mm -hmm. your everyday life. Yeah, and I also posted a link to the website to the manufacturing company. You can see in better detailing the different colors and prints that they have available. Oh, also, Ichigo, I found a uh, weakness calculator for your uh, preferred types there, mm -hmm. and um, you. I have two weaknesses, Ghost and Seal, one uh, one quarter resistance and bug, and you take no damage from normal fighting and dragon, which I'm like, ouch. Yeah, they're they're pretty awesome. I mean, Serena was uh, one of my favorite first gym leaders, mm -hmm. just because I like related to her a lot because I didn't want to deal with people, and I love ghosties because they're just so cute and adorable and terrifying at the same time. So, yeah, I love, and Clefairy was the first holographic card that I ever got. I got a first edition 
and original colorless, which is what they used to be called when I was in the Pokemon League as a child, mm. because I'm that kind of weeb. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Now, all you do now is cosplay Serena. I know, I'm getting, I'm working on it. I don't look that good in dark green, but I'm going to try anyway. You look fine in dark green. Stop. <laughs> All right. Okay. Mako, it's back to your fandom once again. Yeah, so I know that I did speak this game earlier, uh, but tomorrow, meaning Wednesday, the 5th, the Detective Conan running smartphone game will uh, will make its English debut. Uh, The game should be with Within this week, um, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Singapore, Thailand, Malaysia, Germany, Chile, Mexico, Switzerland, Saudi Arabia, Vietnam, France, Indonesia, the Philippines, Spain, Brazil, Egypt, Italy, Norway, United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Denmark, Finland, Russia, Russia, and Sweden. Um, So anybody in those areas will be able to play... um, Depending on the name, it will either be Detective Conan Runner, Race for the Truth, or Case Closed Runner, Race for the Truth. Was it just... And it it looks like it's going to be, I mean, it's a side scroll kind of thing. You hit the, you know, you hit the screen, the characters jump, you collect things like that. But it looks like you have to go through and collect all the various characters as you're going. And then that will unlock, you know, original kind of story things. So you're actually going to be going through Detective Tale. Hmm. I don't know. If we'll... So it seems interesting and it's Detective Conan. So hell yeah. See, I don't know if it was just me, but as Mako-chan was listening up to different countries where you could download the game, I kept hearing that song for Animaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ichigo, what you got there? She's my original, I want to say 1994 Jigglypuff backpack. So, yeah. I, sh- I guess I should have showed her nerd stuff but she's been in she got washed so she clean she clean beans but yeah so this is my jigglypuff um because she's another fairy type did, did you see the pokemon movie yet no uh i am hoping to see it soon but i i, I saw john wick instead and i don't know i, I, I she's kind of terrifying in that so <laughs> that's putting it lightly I, I like my realistic Jigglypuff instead. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> okay. And Ichigo, tell us what's going the sad news about Food Wars. Since I know you're a bit of a food connoisseur, and you have mentioned on a previous show that you, I think you made stuff from their cookbook or something like that? Yeah, okay. I've made the gotcha pork roast, which is basically just really baconated mashed potatoes. And I've made a few other things that they've had in their menu um unfortunately it's going to end in three chapters um this year's 27th issue of suisha's weekly shonen jump magazine revealed on monday that yuto sukura's 
uh, and Shunseki's Food Wars, or Shokugeki no Soma, manga will end in three chapters. Very sad. All the tears. Um, Suisha didn't make it clear, but if there are no delays, the manga should end in June on the 17th. The magazine also promises a big announcement for the manga on the same day the manga ends. Viz Media releases the manga in English, and it describes the story of, uh, you know, Somo Yukihira's old man runs a small family restaurant in a less than savory end of town, and aiming to one day surpass his father's culinary prowess, Soma hones his skills day to day until he discovers uh, out of the blue that his father decided to enroll him in a classy culinary school. Um... So Sukuda and Seiki launched the manga in Weekly Shonen Jump in 2012, and chef Yuki Morisaki is credited for the cooperation for the manga, and Suisha will publish the manga's 35th volume on Tuesday. Viz Media releases the chapters of the manga's weekly in English on its app and website, and also releases the manga's compiled book volumes in English. Suisha also publishes the manga digitally in English on its Manga Plus, Plus service, and Viz Media releases the manga's 29th volume on April 2nd. Or it's it's already been April yeah. 2nd, so you hopefully have been able to keep up with stuff. But yeah, um, it'll be coming up soon that it will be ending. So that's very sad. But um, it's, it's also, I feel like, something nice because now they can move on to other things. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good place to end it because... As a popular designer from J Fashion has said, she is closing up her shop, but she said, I want to end when people are still clapping. And I feel like that's a very, very solid way to go out since people still love the series. People have a good connection with the series, the way that it (laughs) illustrated food and the way that it brought about a new love of culinary manga, which was one of my fandoms from a very young age. Um, I really loved cooking manga and, and things like Cooking Master Boy and things like that. Um, so it's sad, but it's also nice to see that they'll be able to take their talents and go somewhere else with it. Definitely. Um, and, and I should have known it wasn't going to last long because each season is called, as, be, as a plate, like your second plate, the third plate. So I guess the fourth season is going to be like the, the, the fourth plate or the dessert plate or something like that. And I just <laughs> think... The big announcement is the final se- the final anime season or something like that. Or, um, I think where the anime is, it hasn't really caught up to the manga, so we probably have like a couple of more seasons left of the anime, you know? So. And as Horseplay says, our chat here at uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, the plot got pretty done with Central yeah, it was kind of eh for the most part. So I, I I agree with you on that. And now, now that we have made it through all of the stories of tonight's show, we all know the real reason why y'all are here. So, and oh boy. with that, Tell us I step why, out Rhonda. for the night. <laughs> oh yeah, and Mako's gonna call it a night. So good night, Mako. Night, Mako. Night. Night. I've Get got an early sleep. morning tomorrow. I do not envy you. Yeah. Bye. I know that feel. Bye, darling. <laughs> okay, let me see if I can. There we go. 
make a slight adjustment here. Yes, I, I ain't. I'm not. I'm not a morning person either. So I totally understand where she's coming from with that. So. Mm-hmm. But as I'll take the second article. <laughs> okay. I'll take the first one then. Ah. Honestly, if Maka was still here, she would. She would throw you right on top of that grenade, so. Mm-hmm. I did not even read that title before that happened, so, um, I mean. I'm pretty sure that's why Mako-chan, you know, added this, because she, she probably cackled at the sight of it. You assholes. <laughs> Fine, I will take the final sto- article from Meanwhile in Japan. Tokyo Olympics bans fans from posting videos of the games on their social media accounts. Or, wait a minute, they said they will allow you to share photos you take at the games on social media. <clears throat> so yeah, a few days ago, we went to find out the application for tickets for the, for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics were successful or not. Uh, Soar News 24 was, <clears throat> was told that there was a ban on social media posting. However, they've since been contacted by the game's organizers who uh, clarified it. Previously, they'd mistaken that the social media ban included photography, but LaVere, I might pronounce it right, as assured us that spectators can enjoy posting photos on social media accounts, and so you're free to share snapshots of Olympic action with your followers around the world. However, it's important to note that this leniency is only regards to still images. If you're shooting video or recording audio that's allowed for personal use, but posting it online is expressly prohibited. And it's got the uh, a little disclaimer in the ticket pr- purchase agreement that tells you exactly as much. <clears throat> With full mission video off the table, your opportunities for social media glory are limited to capturing the perfect single moment that defines the Olympic spirit, or shooting out a still image for a flipbook-like effect while your followers scroll through your collected posts, or you can just do what we just do in the States and just rip the uh, TV broadcasts mm. and just edit them like that. It's going to be like WWE where they, you know, try to stifle fan cam footage to, uh, in case the wrestlers uh, do something like accidentally hurt a crew member or a, uh, audience member. So, you know, what... like this past money in the bank, uh, Brock was, a ch- Brock Lesnar was charging to the ring. Yeah. He knocked over a ladder and it dropped directly on top of a uh, cameraman totally unplanned Whoops. oh man and fan can footage would had sprung up like weeds as soon as it <laughs> as it happened see what's interesting is that when you were talking about that something came to mind when i used to, when i generally would watch baseball or football or something like that that little legal disclaimer any rebroadcast retransmission or account of this game with express written consent of major league baseball is prohibited yeah i, I know what you're talking about that came right to mind when you, were, when you discussed that i'm just like what? I mean, for all we know, someone could land right on top of their head in a gymnastics routine and the cameras immediately cut away. You know, the same kind of thing, you know what I mean? Or they, like, apply some comical music to it and then take a commercial break and be like, we'll be right back after these messages and, like, cut away. Alright, so... Uh, we have some new people in the show in the chat room tonight, so welcome. Um, welcome to the chat! This section of our show is called Meanwhile in Japan. 
generally, um, our ace reporter, Mako-chan, will go through various Japanese news websites and find us very interesting stories coming out of Japan. Stuff interesting that... meaning complete mind fucks at times. That too. Sometimes it's not so much, and there are articles where we're basically just getting up, ending the show, and walking away. Yeah. <laughs> just burn it all. We've had a couple again. moments like that, haven't yes. we? In other words, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Such as this upcoming story from Ichigo. So I've been to Japan recently, and I returned, and I would say that 10 out of 10 would prefer the Japanese metro out of the, like, versus the metro that I am local to, which is the DC metro, the capital. Um, yeah, I definitely, uh, 10 out of 10 uh, would recommend the Japanese metro instead. However... Has your train ever been stopped because there's literally no brakes in it? Hmm. Uh, maybe it's somewhere in the MTA? <laughs> no, not even. While Japan may boast one of the lowest crime rates in the world, the citizens are all still capable of thievery. But the heists that make the news are some of the bigger and stranger ones. Yes, indeed. We may have found someone that one-upped the man who stole thousands of dollars worth of fish. So long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> on the morning of May 26th, the staff of Shimada Station on the Takedo Line in Shizuoka noticed one of the train doors was open. And when they looked inside, they found that numerous items were missing from the driver's cab from the previous night. Including such things, you know, as brake handles, and the entire driver's seat apparatus. Sorry for the shaking, I shook my table. That was, it was just that crazy. <laughs> An inspection of the rest of the train revealed that door switches and other safety devices were also nowhere to be found in some cars. And since police found evidence that wires had been cut and screws had been intentionally loosened, the case is currently being treated and investigated as a robbery. Even if you've never been inside the driver's cab of a JR train, you can usually see inside the windows at the front and back of the train. Um, so you can probably see how complicated the whole setup looks. You might also know that the doors from both the rear or the inside and outside of the train are usually locked, so one would never definitely need a key to break in. In fact, there's a suspicion that the perpetrator may have used a master key. It may have been an inside job, guys. Mm. Um, <laughs> the reaction from netizens has been a mostly of outrage that someone would resort to stealing something that would affect so many people, which is very, very kind of traditional of J Japan. Is is if it affects a lot of people, then shame on you. Um, it also hit that there might be a darker side to it. Uh, this is a huge... Oh gosh, there's puns. This is a huge derailment of course there is. incident. Whoever did this isn't a train maniac or fan. They're just a thief. People steal because there's a demand for it. Don't buy this, train otaku. If you buy stuff, it starts a market for stolen things. Hmm. This is kind of incredible in a way. I wonder if they're looking to sell it to other train maniacs. I can't believe someone would actually think and follow through with this. Also dealing with Japanese culture, there is the culture of otaku, so stealing these train things to sell to train 
fanatics is not completely out of the question. But we have Let's to agree with... Let's just not ask what they do with the stuff. <laughs> we have to agree with some of what's been said in the quotes. And whoever did this likely didn't do it as a spur-of-the-moment thing. They likely had intimate knowledge of both the Takedo and Shimada Station, the Takedo Lines and Shimada Station, and we're definitely not condoning the actions of the thief in question. But we do why wonder why they didn't target one of the other luxury sightseeing trains instead. Um, yeah, so... Weird, but that yeah that's that's just strange and it is a little unfortunate because that means that train was put out of commission for the day and definitely they do rely a lot on their trains in a lot more of the like civil like the areas in cities and stuff so that's really unfortunate i mean i i think it was mentioned previously about the mta and it, and it just came to mind like for the last they actually arrested somebody who was pulling the uh, emergency brakes on New York City subway cars. And it's been going on since 2017. Evidently, And has, they haven't caught them yet? No, no they, ca they caught the person. Oh, they uh, did, okay. They caught the person like the week of my birthday, which was like two weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. Somehow he was able to get into the cabin and just pull the brake, jump out through the window and just disappear. Basically just yeet himself out the window mm -hmm. and disappear into the night. Okay. And, and evidently, the MTA knows about this guy, so at least they finally caught him. I guess the weirdest thing that ever happened to me on a train was that there was a homeless guy who wandered between cars while the train was moving. And in, in that area, you usually do not move between trains unless there's an emergency. But that's probably the weirdest thing that I've ever personally experienced. I mean, not for nothing. I used to do that, but after getting getting a citation, I was like, nope. And then again, seeing a homeless person handle their business between two subway cars while the train is still going. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, um, for those of you who are not aware, uh, Mako decided to troll us today, and unfortunately, Ranma got this last article, which was not meant in any way, shape, or form. And that's bullshit, and you know it. <laughs> okay. Alright. Most people will tell you, or not most, some people say the, the best part of the chicken is the skin, because it's so tasty and so crispy, and sometimes greasy, and that's how you grew up like I did, so... So what's happening is that KFC Indonesia is selling fried chicken skins. And I'm just like, I, I want this. For a dollar, which is about 13,000, a little bit over, I mean, about 14,000 rupees, you get like a bag. Think of like a small bag of fries, but it's all chicken skins, deep fried chicken skins. And flavorful. Oh, that's a, uh, that's supposed to be a, you know, it's, it's like we use a comma over here, because, right? Yeah, 13, oh. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I, uh, I like compared, you know, Indonesian, uh, I think they're called rupees. Yeah, that's what I just said, yeah. To a uh, US dollars and, uh, yeah. it's a buck. like 90, 96 cents. Yep. In some Asian and European countries, going over there with $100 makes you a rich person. So, I'm not completely surprised by this 
the the chicken skin thing because it just reminds me a lot of like I I like pork rinds and I like yeah, chicken skin. Me so too. like, and I mean like you know and think about it, there are some places that sell, that will fry chicken and it's skinless. So what do you do with the skin? Fry it up, season it, and there you go. And evidently, it's become a popular thing. So there are six Jakarta KFC location branches that are selling it. So, and it's really cool. And, I, and I'm kind of hungry about it. But it's an Indonesian exclusive item. But you can get skewers of grilled chicken skin at Japanese yakitori restaurants. And who knows? Maybe KFC Japan will do something like that. But what's interesting is that a week, like a couple days before I saw this article pop up, there was a company out in California that is actually selling fried chicken skins in different seasonings and dipping sauces, and they will and they will mm. ship to your house. If grease didn't make me so sick, I'm sure we'd eat so much more of it. But also, I'm kind of glad because that's just asking for cardiac arrest. Well. Well, I'm yeah, just that, saying... Yeah, that sounds kind of disgusting, now, now, honestly. Here's the, th here's the thing. You can do it without having to deep fry it in oil, in oil. I mean, if you had the right batter, you could do it in an air fryer or something like that. But if you want to talk uh, heart attack, years ago, Mako-chan at my house made deep, beer-battered, deep-fried bacon. You delicious. haven't faced anything until you faced the Luther. Okay, does anybody in chat know what a Luther is? <laughs> I do. I do. Um, it is a Krispy Kreme donut that is, it's usually two of them, um, surrounding a deep fried double cheeseburger, a deep fried onion, deep fried bacon, and I, I think there are cheese sticks on there, but it's all a sandwich. And then you take a bite of it. Yes. And I think it's like 5,000 calories or something like it's, that. It's pretty darn ridiculous. It's called, I think I'd rather just swallow a hand grenade at that point. It's called the Luther because supposedly it was the favorite sandwich of, Luther, of the late, great Luther Vandross. And Horseplay mentions, I still have nightmares of the KFC Double Down. Yes, <laughs> I feel you on that. I ate one, okay? I wanted so did to try I. one Not so again, Never again. I honestly, I'm telling you, I felt it going down. <laughs> like, it just, it went down your esophagus, and all of a sudden your body was like, oh, God. Something like that. Elvis would take one look at the Luther and go, no, no, hold on here a minute. I, no, I'm just saying, I just felt it going, yeah. I just, I was like, I will not do this again. And, and Stacey Croy is, is saying the Widowmaker? Something. Is that another name for the Luther? It I've never could, heard that, it could that be phrase because of how many calories it is. Oh, I'm not surprised by that. I went to a deep frying party because I have weird friends, and we deep fried a bunch of stuff. Twinkies, Snickers bars, Taco Bell. We called it Taco Hell. Uh, you know, there's all those. A, there's a place out here in Brooklyn called Chip Shop. They will deep fry almost anything. <laughs> but yeah, I think we even deep fried butter. You know, I just, oh. Ichigo, I, I, I just want you to know, that is actually a state fair treat in some states. They take, they put it, a stick of butter, and they put it in cinnamon, and batter, and cinnamon, and they deep fry it. Yeah, I think we just had a beer batter, and we just dipped it in the beer batter, and then throw yeah. it in the deep fryer. But I, yeah. I don't think I could do that. 
I don't think I, I didn't. Could. I didn't try it. I, I know it I like, couldn't do that. Recoiled, like I could not. So yeah. Hell, I nearly threw up the first time I ate one of those deep fried Oreos when we were having our, uh, you know, Cuba to Sea excursion. I, I, you know, I love myself some deep fried Oreos. I just wish I could get them out here in Coney Island. You know, I mean, I can get funnel mm. cakes. One thing that the Journey Shore has I can't get out here in Coney is funnel cakes with uh, powdered sugar and chocolate syrup. They don't, you can't get the chocolate syrup out here. I'm just like, that's good eating. I'm I know, just like sad a dozen now, places. Because... I know, like at least half a dozen places in Ocean City that sell things like that. I'll c- come down with me. I'll hook you up. And as Theo X seventy five says, mm, diabetes, diabetes inducing, inducing goodness. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I can't have too many of those delicious snacks anymore because I have now I have food allergies, so it's super fun. But I do try to make them at home. Um, I guess kind of to bring it back to Japan again. Yeah, fluffy pancakes. I tried and I defeated. So I'll be making those more, but I do miss waffles. I wish I had more waffles. I can send life. you waffles. waffles. I know, but waffles, they have to be gluten free, sadly. So I'll I'll eventually get there. Waffles. I'll eventually get there at some point and be able to make them. I I don't have a waffle iron, so we'll figure. I it. have two. I'll send you some gluten free waffles. Just <laughs> In say the when. mail. Yeah. Ah man, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. All right. Are we done here? Yeah. I think so. We actually wrapped up pretty well on time tonight. I'm, I'm glad about that because when I looked at the 1025 mark and where we were, I was like, I'm really not too sure. But, <laughs> we did know, fall a little bit behind, didn't we? No, but we're still doing good time. My main mm-hmm. goal is I'd like for us to be done by 11 o'clock anyway because some of us do have to get up early for work. Then there's me. I'll be up to 2 a.m. and get up at 7 o'clock and call it and just go about my day. Three, two, one. And it's now time for us to basically, in a glorifiably fun way, say goodnight, Gracie. I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And thank you for supporting us here at Anime Jam Session Vlog Network here on Twitch. To our fans who are watching in the U.S., Europe, <laughs> Asia, and abroad. Thank you so much for watching and supporting us. We could not do this show without you. So, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Now, while you're doing that, check out our website at animejamsession.com, where you'll see links to our weekly podcasts, our uh, cosplay, uh, cosplay uh, photo sh- um, tutorials and photo shoots. Yep. Thank, thank you, you I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you'll see links to our cosplay uh, tips and tricks, interviews, uh, convention reports, anime reviews and reports, all that good stuff at AnimeJamSession.com. Now, if you're on a mobile device, smartphone. You can find our podcast to go. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, uh, Pocket Casts, basically any program that you use, any app for grabbing podcasts, search Anime Jam Session. And we will come up. You can watch, You can listen to all of our episodes back to the very first one going back about 10 years. I have a lot of storage space for the episodes, so I'm good. So, 
what's cool is some of those apps allow you to write a review, so drop a review. We'd like to know what you think of the show, you know? And don't forget, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, where we have our cosplay and convention photos, our videos, and where we're going live. So to everybody who follows us on our social media pages, thank you so much. We could not do this show without you. So we're now going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. I'm just ready to go to bed at this point. I hear you. Last words, Ichigo. So I will probably be working a little bit. I have some shows coming up that I want to make some stuff for, and I am newly reinvigorated with energy. So thanks for showing up, guys, and joining us in the chat. I have a pile of joke behind me. I'm probably going to spend some time cleaning up and organizing that. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of our show, and Ichigo will be joining us for more shenanigans. Look at her. Take a bow, girl. Take a bow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to get up on out of here. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I need to go. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Jamatane. Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. Perfect. Awesome. See you next week. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!